Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is The World in 10 from The Times of London. On Tuesday, the 1st of November, I'm Nkem Ifejikan. And I'm Bev Rimmer. The UK is struggling with a migrant crisis. The Home Secretary is accused of not helping matters. Her language yesterday, I'm afraid, suggested that she is only really interested in playing to the right wing. And predictions of a struggle for Brazil's president-elect. The closeness of this election, the fact that it came down to such a narrow margin, really will dictate the difficulties of Lula to govern. The UK Home Secretary has faced questions in Parliament over a migrant crisis which the country is struggling to deal with. Suela Braverman vowed to fix what she said was a broken asylum system. She was asked about overcrowding at an asylum centre in Manston in the south of England, designed to process 1,600 people but holding 4,000. Cold and hungry children are reported to be sleeping on the floor, sharing blankets. Britain has seen record numbers of people arrive by boat, with nearly 1,000 on Saturday alone. It's expected that 50,000 will have crossed the English Channel by the end of the year. Mrs Braverman was also criticised for using the word invasion to describe the arrivals. Speaking to Times Radio, the government's immigration minister, Robert Jenrick, defended the language. That expression, I think, conveys the legitimate concern of millions of people across this country at the sheer scale of illegal migration that we've seen this year. 50,000 people are likely to cross the Channel this year alone. That's the highest on record by small boat. And that is, I'm afraid, placing immense pressure on our infrastructure. Roger Gale is a local MP from the governing Conservative Party, and he told Times Radio that the Home Secretary is playing politics. Her language yesterday, I'm afraid, suggested that she is only really interested in playing to the right wing. I understand that. I mean, I, you know, I've had, it won't surprise you to know, a certain amount of abuse mm. for the stand that I've taken. Not in support of illegal migration, I'm not, but in support of humane treatment of people who cross the channel and have a right to be properly processed by us. Supporters of Brazil's outgoing president have burned tyres in the streets and blockaded motorways in anger at his defeat in the election. Jair Bolsonaro is yet to admit he was bested by former leader Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva, and there are fears the far-right nationalist might contest the result. Support for the returning left-winger is loud and clear. Lula, who was president of Brazil from 2003 to 2010, has promised to reverse many of his rival's policies. The president-elect has said he will address pro-gun measures and wants greater protection for the Amazon rainforest. He said he's yet to hear from Bolsonaro and has no further information on his next move. The defeated president should have called me to recognise my victory. Up until now, he hasn't called. I don't know if he will or if he will concede. 
The runoff result was incredibly close, 50.9% of the votes for Lula, 49.1% for Bolsonaro. Sam Cowie is a freelance reporter in Sao Paulo and analysed this further for us. The closeness of this election, the fact that it came down to such a narrow margin, really will dictate the difficulties of Lula to govern moving forward. You know, uh, Bolsonaro managed to, in the first round of the election, on the back of his name, managed to elect quite a lot of uh, allies to Congress. So, yeah, Lula's going to have to negotiate. One of the things that, albeit he does best, that he's going to have to negotiate with a hostile Congress. President-elect Lula is due to take office on the 1st of January. On the way, charges against the man accused of attacking Paul Pelosi. And we'll get stuck into some new definitions as the word of the year is announced. South Korea's police chief has admitted that they didn't do enough to prevent the crush on Saturday night in which 155 people died. Yoon Hee Kyun said police in the capital, Seoul, received several calls from three hours before the tragedy, but that they didn't respond adequately. He's promised a thorough investigation. As a representative of the organization, I feel heavy responsibility. Through this incident, I feel deep responsibility for public safety, and we will do our best to make sure such a tragedy as this does not occur again. In addition to the more than 150 people who died, nearly as many were injured. Several nationalities were among those killed, including from the United States, Thailand, Norway and France. An estimated 100,000 people were in the popular Taiwan district to celebrate Halloween. It was the first major celebration since coronavirus restrictions were lifted. Most of the victims were in their 20s. South Korea is holding a week-long period of national mourning. A 42-year-old man accused of attacking Nancy Pelosi's husband in San Francisco has been charged with assault and with attempting to kidnap the Speaker of the House. David DePap is alleged to have broken into the family home early on Friday morning, threatening to break Nancy Pelosi's kneecaps if she lied under his questioning. The Speaker was not actually there at the time, but her 82-year-old husband was. Paul was hit with a hammer and is recovering in hospital. Federal prosecutors have laid the charges at DePap's door. Here's District Attorney Brooke Jenkins. It appears as though this was based on his statements and comments that were made in that house during his encounter with Mr. Pelosi that this was politically motivated. What I will say is that he was looking for the speaker at the time that he entered the home, uh, but he certainly did uh, enact what we believe is an attempt to murder her husband at the time uh, that the police arrived. Mr. DePap told police he did not leave the scene straight away because he had been called to fight tyranny without the option to surrender. An internet user with the same name as DePap has been discovered promoting the views of the conspiracist group QAnon while posting anti-Semitic, misogynist and transphobic comments. Experts on extremist ideology say Friday's attack is a small part of a growing trend of individuals taking extreme offence against public figures. Rita Katz is a researcher of online extremism. When you put people that have been removed from Twitter, have been removed from Instagram and Facebook, from the mainstream media, to one small one radical location that people can say and do whatever they want hear the incitements and 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 shout out for incitements 
that's going to be leading to more radical community that calls for violence, where you feel uh, pretty much a threat for uh, existential threat, and you feel that you have to act on that. Now with some tennis news, here's John Jackson. The Davis Cup will become part of the ATP Tour tennis calendar from next year after a deal between the governing body of men's tennis, the International Tennis Federation, and tournament promoters Cosmos was signed on Monday. The Men's World Cup of Tennis is the longest-running and largest annual international team event in sport, with 122 years of history. However, the ATP says there will be no change with respect to ranking points. Ranking points were awarded at the Davis Cup from 2009 to 2015 before it was discontinued. The ITF has said that ranking points could be considered in the future and that the matter has been discussed with the ATP. Davis Cup players are selected by the national team captains and not based on ranking points. The quarterfinals of this year's competition are due to take place between the 22nd and 27th of November in Malaga, Spain. Some visitors to Disneyland in Shanghai have ended up staying longer than they anticipated. It was sealed off after a single positive COVID case was reported. People inside have been able to carry on going on the rides. They can't leave until they register a negative COVID test. China operates a controversial zero-COVID policy. So as The Economist's China editor Don Weiland told Times Radio, it's not that much of a surprise that the theme park was shut down. If one COVID test is detected somewhere, they will, you know, shut down all the surrounding area, whether it's a theme park or a mall or whatever types of of buildings are in the area. So with Shanghai Disneyland, um, apparently there was there was a case detected within the park. And uh, yeah, they decided to shut the entire thing down. And finally, we have a brand new word of the year. It's. Permacrisis. The official definition is an extended period of instability and insecurity. I can't think of many of those this year, can you? A close contender was Partygate, which refers to allegations of UK government members partying when the country was in Covid lockdown. Quiet quitting was up there too. That's when you put no more than basic effort into your job, your relationship or any other important thing in your life. And on that lexical note, with 100% of effort, that's your World in 10 from the Times of London on Tuesday the 1st of November. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.